0: Reset, start over, keep going. The end result is assured when it's broad brush, profits, joy, health, rehabilitation. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tunes. Thoughts become things, and Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday time for the best week of your life. Today's question... Um, is one that i think uh will clarify a lot of buzzwords i commonly use for instance i talk about the cursed house don't worry about how your dream is going to come true don't mess with the cursed house but i say do show up show up take action doesn't taking action mean you're messing with the house how do i how do i parse that specifically mike how do i show up while not messing with the house What do you mean? Um, Isn't showing up how your dream will come true? Isn't avoiding the cursed house, avoiding planning to succeed? I have a goal in mind. And from my understanding, it is illogical to the extreme to go about achieving that goal without planning a path, how to get there. Same here, man. I am totally on the same page as you absolutely plan. Let me make this super simple. You asked and many ask, what do I mean when I urge and highly recommend it's mandatory that you show up, show up, show up, showing up means taking action, okay, and the action ought to be in the general direction of your dreams. And very often we have no flipping idea the direction we should go, but that's never an excuse not to take action. You don't know how you're gonna to get to that brand new destination you've never been to in your GPS-guided car, but you still put your car in gear. In life, too many people don't put their life in gear. They wait for the universe, they wait for a sign, they wait for the magic, just go. There's no wrong way. Once you get going, guidance is forthcoming. Make a legal U-turn. Okay, so when I say show up, and I know that this is not the whole question, but this is part of your answer. When I say show up, I mean take action, be there. Don't sweat it, don't stress, just put your car in gear and roll, and immediately you'll have clarity. Clarity that you could not have had any other way than by taking the action. And I ought to just say, as I often do, when you have no idea what to do and all of the options in front of you suck, choose the least sucky path and go. At least then you're under sail and you're reachable as if a lightning rod for divine intervention, serendipities, and so-called coincidences. All right. So about planning absolutely draw up plans that resonate with your heart and your mind, spirit and instinct, as well as logic and intellect. But, and here is everything to this answer, do not insist upon nor attach to your idea of how the dream will come to pass. That doesn't mean you don't do anything. You do your best to go down a path or paths that will likely yield your dream. But you remain open to the infinite possibilities, to intuition, to hunches, to being bumped off course, to being bumped back three steps so that you can blast forward in ways unimaginable. Here is how you do that your end results, your dreams, your desires ought to be broad brush, a rocking career that thrills me, wealth and abundance beyond my ability to spend it, health, healing, and rejuvenation, rocking, joyful travel partner, life partner with all that juicy good stuff. Those types of end results dreams goals those you attach to you insist those are not house those are your desired destination the ultimate destination joyful rocking happiness which implies wealth friends laughter travel partner and all the good stuff but broad brush objectives are end results dreams that you attach to. You settle for nothing less. You hold out your cup until it is overflowing. You demand it. You give thanks in advance. You declare, and so it shall be. Okay? You attach to the end result. Now you've got the dream. Wealth and abundance, rocking career, international travel partner. Now Let's do something about it. Well, you might write that book. Hey, maybe you should ask for a raise. Hey, you need some time off. Hey, you might want to get fit so you can climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Hey, now start doing all these different things, but insist not that any one of them must be it. Too many people will watch The Secret or be inspired by other talks or lessons, and they'll be like, I know, I know, I'm going to write that book. And that book will be a bestseller. And Oprah Winfrey will love it. And she'll call me and I'm going to live happily ever after. It'll make all my dreams. Suddenly, the end result of a rocking life. No, it wasn't the book. It wasn't. The book is a how my life will rock. The end result of a rocking, joyful life is limited to the soul corridor of you writing a book that Oprah Winfrey promotes. You have just slammed shut the door on all other possibilities, but the universe loves me and my thoughts become things. And I know that I can make this happen because all things are possible, even though I hate to write. And even though I don't even like to read, I'm going to write a book that Oprah will love and I'll live happily ever. You're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Then you tell all your friends and then the page is blank. And then you feel devastated and incomplete. Can't budge can't get up in the mornings. You're overwhelmed because you have wired your entire life's happiness to writing a book that must be a bestseller or else what. That's how people typically approach their dreams. So uh, so the most important thing for understanding how to take action and not mess with the cursed house is to make sure your dreams are wisely stated, broad brush. Then you dress up the vision of a rocking life, joyful career, happy travel partner. You dress it up with details in your mind, but you don't attach to the details. You attach to the big picture. You know, it might be Rocky, it might be Bruno, it might be Trixie, it might be uh, Lufthansa first class, or it might be Delta. You surrender to the house, but you still show up. Knock on this door. My, my path might be a little of example, and then I'm going to give you a second example. I aspire to being a writer since I was a little boy, but never paid much attention to it. And I tried and I was really bad at writing and I couldn't hold the concentration. But I realized as I was putting words together and started sending out emails that I am much more than a writer. I have something to say. I'm a teacher of metaphysics and the nature of reality. And I can do that in more ways than by writing. I continued writing, but I never said, I will do it and it'll be the best. I, I became a webmaster. I started selling products for Tuts Adventurers Club. I joined Toastmasters and got over my fear in speaking in public. I started giving speeches for free to Unity Churches, Rotary Clubs. I was in people's living rooms. Uh, and so all of a sudden, I've got like five things going on from writing Toastmasters, Webmasters, selling products, um, and eventually doing workshops and I dabbled with other things as well. And I never said, this is it. That's it. Watch me. I never closed the door. I never insisted upon one thing because I never could have done the others. And then gradually they all started blooming. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes three doors will shut and two will open. And then there'll be a, a sixth one that you didn't even dream of that will be the happiest one. But by you taking action and insisting on nothing less than the end result, And being your best down every single path that you meticulously plan to the best of your ability with heart and mind, you will be a lightning rod for the miracles ordained by the big picture and result. This is how you take massive action or inspired action, as many people talk about, without insisting that each baby step be successful hey, maybe this door will open, maybe it won't. Maybe this door will force that door to open, but that door is not on your radar, and it won't be until you knock on this door and then pop. This door never opened, that door flew open. Businesses, this is my final example, do this automatically. Businesses have wisely chosen end results. A business end result, a big corporation or a mom-and-pop shop, profits, bottom line, profits. If it's a big corporation, profits and shareholder happiness. They don't give a flying Yahoo. What product brings home the bacon? Scratch. Vegetarians should not use food carnivore metaphors. Excuse me. But a big business is not going to be like, well, it has to be this hula hoop or we're going to we're going to die. It has to be this hula hoop because the universe loves us. A big corporation has members that are incredibly soulful and creative, and it has people that are very logical and disciplined, and together they try this product and that marketing plan and this and that and this and that, and wherever things take off, then they give more resources to that thing that took off. People don't do that. People are like, I'm all bummed out. Oh, I'm all depressed. This was going to work, and -and so-and-so rained on my parade, and I don't like it, and they don't like me. It's like... Reset, start over, keep going. The end result is assured. When it's broad brush, profits, joy, health, rehabilitation, it really is so flipping easy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley and your thoughts become things. Time for spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. Today's question may at first seem irrelevant to most people, but I beg to differ. I think it applies to all of us, including myself. Mike, I'm in too much pain to move, physically move. This person can't move one inch without excruciating pain. And as I thought about the situation that this brings about, I realized to a degree, we all have some kind of a pain. You know, whether it's fear, sadness, heartbreak, depression, maybe your pain is boredom and it brings about a paralysis and suddenly it blinds us and blights us to all that's magnificent, magnificent in the world. Suddenly it robs us because we let it. It robs us of our ability to count our blessings and celebrate while we still have life on earth, this heaven floating through the cosmos, I should say hurling through the cosmos. So I've got three things that will apply perhaps to anybody who has ever momentarily dipped in or out of this paralysis brought about by some type of pain. First, realize that you're being distracted from heaven on earth. There is always cause, To be happy. If it's a physical pain you're feeling right now and you can literally not move an inch, as this questioner stated, without nerve spasms um, sending electrical painful shots through your body, you still have today. How many people won't get today? You still have other faculties. You haven't lost your mind. You're not in a vegetative coma. You're not in a a nursing home surrounded by caregivers and you don't remember your name. You have books. You have the internet. You have music. You have friends. You have laughter. You have kids. You have memories. You have a future because where you are is not who you are. Don't let boredom, don't let a broken heart, don't let a cancer diagnosis, don't let severe pain blind you to all that's there. It's still such a beautiful world. And I know that that can sound like I'm naive and I'm stupid and I just don't get it. No, I I do get it. And I know it's hard. I know it's almost impossible, but it's not impossible. And what you're dealing with right now is not an accident. It is a gift. It is an invitation for you to go within, to step it up, to play at another level, to count your blessings. You are an eternal being. You will live forever and ever. This is not going to be the case. And if you get happy now, and you can, if you get happy now, the healing will be automatic. Automatic. But wherever you stub your toe towards happiness and you have that, yeah, but, take it, take the bait, yeah, but what, yeah, but what, somebody else broke your heart, yeah, but what, this has happened four times before, yeah, but what, now you're 50 years old, 60 years old, 80 years old, but what, so what, it's just an excuse, you have things to look forward to, we'll get there in just a minute, but where you are is not who you are, do not be blinded by this condition, I know that that sounds uh, easier than it is to apply, but you can apply it. You are up to it. You would not have let this situation occur to you if you couldn't find your way out. You can't. That's how powerful you are. And that's one more thing to celebrate. Number two, while in this person's case, I would advocate, number one, be happy stationary. I would always Implore this person and all to lean into getting physical, lean into gaining, regaining mobility, whether whatever mobility might mean to you, whether it's walking across the room or going back out into public or taking up a skill and art, going back to work, lean into it just a little bit physically. Uh, can I try to go there? In my earlier talks, I've spoken about the severe pain I had in my knee when I had torn meniscus and how I would run through it about two houses down the road and I could not go any further. But while I felt like there was a a knife in my knee I would focus on the other knee that was pain free. And I noticed that my right thumb was pain free and my left ear is pain free. Ah, my knee is killing me. My toes are pain free. My knee is killing me. My pelvis is pain free. Within a week, the pain was gone. i'm not saying that's going to be for you and i'm not saying don't see a doctor see your doctor play both ends to the middle but lean into physicality even if it if your doctor gives you your blessing even if it hurts a little bit just do a little bit okay just a little bit every single day and follow all of my core manifestation tricks in this regaining mobility visualize once a day for four minutes just visualize your mobile visualize your laughing visualize your typing back to me at work mike It work hallelujah or visualize that you're planning a trip to hawaii or visualize that that you know you're out and about you're you're mingling with friends you're doing your favorite sports and your hobbies things you thought you could never do again because of the fear because of the boredom because of the heartbreak because of the depression because of the the physical condition the ailment the excruciating pain visualize that it's like you've never you were never this mobile before the condition it's crazy there's a whole new world out there visualize it okay number 2 after you visualize car and gear take action do something about it lean into it just just try to pick up a toe and if it hurts Notice that the other toe doesn't hurt. Just do something every day. Miracles will soon follow. Visualize, lean into it physically, push yourself a little bit with doctor's approval. um, And then along these lines to really buoy yourself and keep confidence going. Step three after don't be blinded, celebrate what you can be happy now. Number two, lean into it to regain mobility. Number three, I want you to cultivate optimism. You got to do this. Too often in pain, boredom, fear, regret, heartbreak. We we feel like we we allow it to characterize our future. It is not our future. It is a fleeting blip in eternity, a fleeting blip in this lifetime. It is not who you are. You have stuff to look forward to. You're going to be out of that chair. You're going to be out in the sunshine. You're going to be with your heart restored and your ailments gone and the disease banished. Cultivate optimism. Give yourself something to look forward to. Um, Whatever that means to you, plan something in the future. While you're enjoying the present, realize that you're going to be able to enjoy music, reading, resources, etc. Put together... A little archive of success stories so any kind of success story where people went from fear to joy or from sickness to health or from loneliness to romance collect success stories particularly of people who overcame whatever you're now going through okay there 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 are a zillion and I'm not exaggerating a zillion instances of people who have beat stage four cancer miraculously it disappeared a zillion okay um and and there's nothing that people haven't faced down and prevailed over nothing not even excruciating pain so get yourself in the mindset of what it would be like to actually go through that and become the success story yourself maybe that's why you volunteered for the difficult time you're going through right now so that you could prevail and be a light to other people. That's one more thing to look forward to. Build your library of success stories. Put them in a little scrapbook or put them on a computer note software. Uh, I've got one going in all kinds of different areas and I'm constantly going there imagining where everything is amazing, where everything is iridescent, where every, everywhere I go I see me and more me and God and more God and love and only love. The success stories are everywhere on the internet. Do these three things. Be happy now in spite of what's going on. You have cause. Number two, lean into regaining mobility, whatever that means metaphorically or literally. And number three, cultivate optimism. You so have this. You're a gladiator of love and joy. You're here to rock and roll, born with default settings through the roof. You have always prevailed. You have always succeeded. You're going to do it again and you're going to help other people do the same. You can do this. You're not alone. There are legions in the unseen right now cheering you on. They're all lined up around behind you and they're all going, yes, yes, Oh, you can do it. One of them is doing rabbit ears behind your head right now. They love you so much. You are adored. You're not alone. Don't wait until life is over to find out that you were so supported. And you are like, oh, if I only knew I was that loved. You are that loved. Meditate on it. Go within. Feel it. Know with certainty that the love you have felt for other people is being poured onto you right now in, in a mouse you cannot comprehend. John fellow Adventurers, Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. I'm trying to bring lofty spiritual ideas down to earth for immediate traction because you're born to thrive. You have default settings through the roof and every area of joy you can imagine. Today's question, opposite end of the spectrum, depression. Uh, I can feel for anybody going through this. Uh, I have not had clinical depression in my life i think everyone has felt really bummed out i've got a couple of things to share with you three ideas here um first much of what i'm going to share with you is predicated on what i've read in the seth material dictated by jane roberts seth is the granddaddy of them all the most profound uh, information i have ever read just about I would highly recommend you read any Jane Roberts books with Seth in the title. Seth says depression comes from a sense of powerlessness. Intuitively, logically, that makes immediate sense to me. That, that feeling powerless in the world will lead you within, will shut you down, will keep you quiet, will dim your light. <clears throat> I'm not a doctor. Excuse me. Um, So please play both ends to the middle. See your doctor, see your therapist, reach out for help and consider some of the ideas I'm going to share with you simultaneously to all the other valuable resources that are out there. First, if depression stems from a sense of powerlessness, whether you have clinical depression, or you have a lot of bad days, um, address those feelings of powerlessness. If you agree with me intuitively and logically, this is the cause, then look for every opportunity where you are demonstrating or reacting to the world with passivity, with a kind of a toning down of your light. This doesn't make sense. It is patently false. You are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life here to rock and roll by choice, by design, you knew what you were doing. There's no one else, nowhere else you'd rather be than here and now. And there's no one else that God would rather be than you. Exactly for the lessons and the challenges that you are now going through, including the depression. Because as you move through this, into the light, into truth, not only will legions support you in the unseen, but you will thereby be supporting others in the billions that will follow in these sacred jungles of time and space. We are the pioneers. We said, I'll go, let me be the guinea pig. Let me try it out. I know it's scary. I know I'm going to fall down. I know I'm going to get hurt, but it's just a fleeting dream. So address right now, every day, those feelings where you sense powerlessness, where you sense inadequacy. and do not think you're alone. Uh, Everyone feels these kind of feelings. I'm going to address that in just a little bit. Uh, You are not, not that you are experiencing something that everyone can, I don't don't want to take away from what you're experiencing. It's real, it's valid, and I have no idea what you're going through. Nobody has ever walked in your shoes, but at the same time, everyone is going through stuff right now. And, And to think that you're the only one or it's worse for you. While I'm not taking that away, you kind of paint a gloomier picture. So address those areas where you feel powerless. Think, speak, move in directions of power. Realize you have options 24-7. Nothing is meant to be. So start exercising those options. And that doesn't have to be all or nothing. Uh, Face the fire or run away modestly compromise look for a middle ground how else can you answer rather than fight or flight is there a common ground a middle ground i'm sure there is yesterday i shared two words i'd like to bring up again because they've been absolutely relevant in my life lately cultivate a sense of optimism okay It's your job. This is what we all have to do. It's not always going to be easy. I have felt a bit flat. Here we go into another year. Now we're almost in May, lockdown, working out of my home. I almost never leave the neighborhood except maybe once on the weekends to take my daughter somewhere or to go running. It's like, oh, here we go again. And you can either let that current drag you back out to sea, the sea of languish or you can take the initiative and ask yourself what excites you decide now to plan for uh, normalcy returning what can you do at home that would be pleasurable I always remember back to the Seth material Jane Roberts was a uh, a rather sickly very thin lady who died, some would say, prematurely in spite of channeling the Seth material, and she had an aversion to food and eating. I can relate to that very well. I'm the opposite of a foodie. I'd rather take a pill than eat food. Um, But Seth said something so obvious. Seth said, look for food you like. Seek it out. Learn it. Try. Sample, which is the last thing you want to do when you don't like food. And I have done this in my life and I have found uh, food that I like. I'm actually on a diet right now. And twice in my life, thanks to my wife and her good cooking, um, I have actually had to cut back on food because I have found the food I like. And in life, what is it that you like that you're not doing? Or perhaps you need to experiment. Perhaps you've been inside too long in here too long. Whether it's books or a craft or a hobby or a sport, um, other ways to challenge yourself, this is our job. So so it's not, oh, I don't know what it is for me that, that lights me up. Well, it's your job to go find out. You have to have a little bit of tough love with yourself. You have to kind of clean the surface, especially if you've kind of been locked within for too long. I I sympathize. I I hurt for you. I can feel it, but I know there's hope. I know you got this. I know that the sun is shining out there and that all of us deserve to be and can be filled with joy and a sense of optimism, even though we must cultivate it in the beginning. So push your comfort zone. Go outside of it a little bit. Search the internet for meetup groups. Go into the neighborhood, be of service, volunteer, help others who are going through maybe what you're going through. It's the fastest way to healing. Cultivate a sense of optimism. I'm doing this now in my own way for the things that excite and interest me and suddenly it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to be going into this cave. I can be like, there's cool stuff the world over and all of it's accessible through the internet, virtually all of it the third thing i want to share with you stop feeding the beast okay now there's a place like this forum to express how do i avoid or get away from depression and there's a place of course with the therapist or others you might reach out for help maybe close family members a trusted friend please that's not feeding the beast that's opening your heart and your mind to new possibilities but to otherwise lament and perpetuate it and tell not that you are but to tell everybody of the pain and the suffering and that they don't understand and that it's excruciating and you want to die and you want to curl up not that you are i'm speaking just totally randomly and generically any kind of such self-talk beyond asking for help from loved ones or professionals is going to make it 10 times worse. Do not feed the beast. I remember when I was suddenly afraid of heights and flying in airplanes, I wanted to tell everyone within shouting distance on the plane. I'm terrified. Do you think we're going to live? Are you scared too? But I would bite my tongue, thank God. And I would not talk about it except to loved ones. As I try to unsort my own issues in my own mind. But the feeling is, let me talk about it because it's an escape. But in the sense that I just shared, you are making it worse. And here is what I touched on earlier in this answer that I want to revisit. When we go through something to the extreme, and for perhaps it's like a clinical depression, or we've been violated by somebody else physically mentally or some other extreme we tend to think that our life and everything about it is now spoiled and tainted and damaged because of this extreme condition that we had to endure that we were put through that somebody chose to foist upon ourselves and we see forevermore through those lenses thinking we are grossly disadvantaged when the truth is everybody feels depression. Everybody feels taken advantage of. Everybody feels abused at some point or another in their life, not taking away from whatever you have been through, undoubtedly more extreme than what I have been through. But you so have it within you to rise above it. And what you don't know is that everybody is tangling with their own lions and tigers and bears and you tend to think because of the extreme nature of what you went through you alone have this monster to deal with and everyone else got an easy pass everyone else is treading water right now okay and while while they're soaring I mean look at I just saw an article about Prince or who uh, think of the celebrities who seem to have it all Surrounded by beautiful people and exotic vacations and they go commit suicide. They never had it all. Robin Williams, oh my God, what a heartbreaker. Everyone's dealing with this stuff and that so many people don't choose suicide and so many people move on through it through self reflection and introspection, cultivating a sense of optimism, which is hard as hell, is evidence that all of us can do it. And you are going to help so many people for having powered through this, not blindly, not shoving things under the carpet, but with an open heart and mind like what asked to the question. So fellow adventurers, you're not alone. You're loved and adored. You have what it takes to rise above whatever you're dealing with right now. You are poised for greatness. You are on the cusp of your own inevitable success. You already crossed the tipping point towards your inevitable success. Do you see it? No. Does it feel like it? No. That's the way it works. You stay there in your mind and you stay there through your decisions and your choice of focus and the words you speak and everything shall be transformed. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley here to remind you in one way or another that your thoughts become things. Today is one of the most commonly themed questions I have received over my 21 years teaching this stuff. Teaching metaphysics to give you more traction towards living the life of your dreams. How to stay positive when you're surrounded by negative people. Specifically, Mike, how, how do I not allow my muggle husband to ruin my... <laughs> My manifesting fun. I had an awakening by manifestation 10 years ago. And since then, I have read and watched and listened and grown grown while he stays grumpy, pessimistic, struggle muggle self. It's becoming almost painful to not be able to share the magic. I've got three thoughts and then a a conclusion. This will be a short one. First, don't need so much from one person, okay? I am sure your muggle husband has some amazing qualities, and boy, have you got some amazing memories and life adventures to share. Go there when it comes to interacting with your muggle husband, and go to others uh, for your exploration of creativity, your understanding of the mysteries of the cosmos, don't rely on one person to be your end all and be all Um, have your groups of friends. This means going outside of your comfort zone. Your husband might not be wild about you having more and more friends. I'm sure it's going to be a balancing act, but you can go there. Of course, you can have friends. Of course, you can find groups. Of course, you can have interests. And it's not important that the muggle go along with you. In fact, you don't want to spoil the awesomeness of the muggle. I am sure there's times that the muggle is the one you want to cuddle with the most. So don't expect to receive so much from one person, from the same person. And this applies, of course, to all of us in all of our lives, where we perhaps put somebody on a pedestal, um, we pay them um, homage or whatever the word is, and then we want so much more back from them. Hey, Just chill. There's a lot of amazing human beings on earth that would love to share with you your deepest interests. So find those different segments and um, let there be a big party. Number two, similar. Don't overly identify with your partner. Your partner's not you. And nobody is naive enough to think that your partner is a certain way and therefore that's a real reflection on who you are people see right through that people know who your partner is people know who you are everybody sees the truth everybody knows it in their heart when they come across you it doesn't matter how funny you are or how great your hair looks on that day people get it people know deeply they pretend they don't know they may be dissuaded by artificial um Impulses of their own to make a good show of things to be perceived as something they're not to see you as something that you're not But people get you and they know you and if they see your partner Now this is a question that comes up in so many different guises than just my muggle partner But too often I see people Disappointed in their relationship because their partner It is kind of being held out as another half of them Let your partner be your partner, and if they go through a bad week or a bad year, that's their deal, and you're there to love them, but they're not you, and nobody's going to be saying, oh, look, it must be because of you. Oh, that's who you really are. You are so much more than your relationship. You are so much more than all of your relationships. You are changing and evolving, as is everybody else. And if somebody deviates from you and they're in a relationship with you, don't overly identify with that. Everyone else knows the truth. Everyone else knows that they're they're dragging. Everyone else knows that you're soaring. Everyone knows the truth. Takes a lot of pressure off, doesn't it? Uh, number three, normally I get this question uh, in the sense, uh, or on the heels of a talk about living deliberately, creating consciously, we're spiritual beings, our thoughts become things. And people are like, oh my, sometimes I think negative. Oh my, I work with a bunch of negative people. Oh, why, oh my, there's negative people in my home. How can I soar with the eagles when I'm surrounded by turkeys? You're not vulnerable. You can be surrounded by turkeys forevermore and still have the Midas touch. You can be surrounded by turkeys forevermore and still write a best-selling novel. You can be surrounded by turkeys and dodo birds and idiots for the rest of your life and still be happy. So don't think that you're so vulnerable because you're not vulnerable. And do check out in the archive of these spiritual tune-ups, two or three talks in a row I gave on vulnerability. And while I know that there is a place for vulnerability, it is usually a vulnerability that's defined Totally different than I'm defining my vulnerability, that I'm defining vulnerability right now. You are not vulnerable. Don't even go there. Don't think of it. You are a gladiator of love and joy, rocking eternity here as a God particle, a spark of the divine to live your life on purpose. And ain't no muggle or boring, sad, lonely person gonna stop you from yours, okay? You're Unstoppable. You are here to thrive and it shall be done. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy fry, yay! It's Mike Dooley here to remind you that your thoughts become things by answering your questions, bringing lofty, physical, complicated, sometimes complicated notions down to earth because life is simple. You're here to thrive. Your thoughts become things. Today's question, Mike, how to continue believing? I I get this question an uh, awful lot, and here I'm going to continue reading the exact question so you can feel it yourself. Mike, when the odds are against you, how do you continue to believe you are meant to do something? How do you decide when to say that it's not meant to be? Or maybe it's just taking longer than you expected. Can you feel that? Like maybe this is banging my head against the wall or maybe if I stay one more week or one more month or one more year, all of my dreams will come true. How do you know the difference? How do you keep on believing? Okay, I'm gonna parse and break this down into several layers. And then there's an add-on question that I didn't read to you yet from the same person. Great question. Thanks for asking your questions down below, everybody. First off, mike when the odds are against you what odds odds according to who odds according to what odds interpreted by your physical senses that's the name of the game of life that's the hook here everyone is dealing with dreams that seem impossible everyone's dream seems like the odds are against you that's normal this is nothing to be shy about The universe once said in a note, want it all. That's what it's there for. Even though getting your head around the logistics will blow a fuse, right? It's not supposed to look easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't be asking for help. If it was easy, you would have taken another higher level. You would have played a totally different game in another world in a different dimension on a parallel zone, okay? You did not sign up for easy. You signed up for, let me learn how to believe in my vision, even though the entire world contradicts it. So basically, if it seems like the odds are against you, you're totally where you should be. This is golden. I'm totally serious. And what I still have to share with you in answering this question will make it even more convincing. Um, so... How do you know it's meant to be was part of the question. Okay. The questioner went on to say, I'm determined to help women find their voice through writing and have started an online business. Technology makes my head spin. I've been working at this for a year and still have the passion. So head's been spinning and blowing up for a year, but the passion is still there. But when Do I know if it's going to happen or not? Can you feel that? Can you relate to that? I know we all can. But did you see in the very beginning of this question, the road split. I am determined to help women find their voice through writing. She wants to help women become writers. And I have started an online business. Whoa, Nellie. Two things are now happening. This is not a dream. The question is not, do I stick with this dream? The question is, which dream? I'm determined to help women find their voice through writing, and I have started an online business. Here, we have beautifully stated the dream, helping women find their voice through writing, and a possible how. Every dream needs a how hows are beautiful things, but they become cursed. When you say this, how is how that dream will happen. You have eliminated all other possibilities. Now you're walking a tightrope, a a slippery slope, as they say. No wonder you're vexed with this question of, is it meant to be? Is it right? How much longer do I do this? Do I have to keep dabbling in technology? How about this? How about Honor your beautiful dream of helping women find themselves through writing, through the internet, through live courses, through writing a book, through metaphor, through joining another company that's doing something similar, and you are going to shine so well, you're going to learn all the ropes, and they're either going to make you president, CEO, or you're going to say, thanks but you missed your chance to give me a, a raise and a bonus. I'm gonna go do this on my own now that I know the ropes. There ain't no shame in a job, okay, a job. Uh, it can be a very spiritual way to, to get things started. You don't have to do it forever or maybe you'll love doing it forever. So we've got this one dream, empowering woman, and there's an infinite number of ways to get there, but the dreamer is saying, I'm going to do it through the Internet because that's where it's all happening. And everybody knows it's the Internet and social media and blah, blah, blah. Like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and you're short circuiting the universe. You're limiting your otherwise infinite possibilities by saying this is how I'm going to get there because you've closed all the doors. Now you are right to knock on that door. And it makes a heck of a lot of sense to approach women and teach them to find them authentic voice through writing on the Internet. But if that makes your head spin and you're not gaining traction, don't quit. Keep doing that. But do some other things simultaneously. Write the book. Write the article. Align, align your talents with somebody else, whether it's an employer, a partner, or whatever. Um, there's so many different ways to get going. And as you go down each one of these four roads that I mentioned, it's they're going to splinter and there'll be eight roads. And then there'll be 12 roads. And then there'll be like, then you're gonna have your pick and you're gonna pick the ones that feel right because you never wavered on the dream, but you did open yourself up to even better ways of getting there than you first knew at the outset. And it could well be at the end of the day, your dream will come true by helping people on the internet and you'll be the online business uh, IT guru queen. Okay, we're not eliminating that. I think it's cool that you went down that road. You are fearless but it's creating these questions because you put all of your eggs in one basket. Don't compromise the dream, do compromise the house. All right. Um, when do I know if it's going to happen or not? Your dream is meant to be. That's why we have dreams, not the house, but the dream is meant to be. So what I would recommend with this, uh, new advice, hold on to the dream, try multiple paths. This applies to everybody for everything. Okay. What follows applies to everybody for everything. Stay busy, physically busy, dancing with the world, dancing with other people, stay busy and be happy. And if you're busy, you're creating infinite possibilities in exponential form on a daily basis, creating Ways that divine intelligence and life's magic can reach you in ways otherwise unimaginable. Because you're out there, you're this moving dot that the universe can now connect with other moving dots, right? And if you're having fun, and it's a lot easier to have fun when you're on the go and you're not passive, when is my internet business going to take off? Is this meant to be or not? When you're having fun, the question never arises. Should I wait a little longer or should I let it go? you're having fun. Are you kidding? You're doing it right. And if you need to get a J-O-B, if you need to borrow some money, if you need to find a partner, business partner, if you need to do these other things, do it and don't see them as copping out. See them as enabling steps that will ultimately take you to the big dream coming true. It's really easy. And uh, I am so grateful that you gave me the chance to talk about this stuff. And it helps me remember all these things, too, as I teach and share, because I'm the student as much as I'm the teacher, as we all are. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!